welcome back to Rewind with me, Jade Bailey. And me, Abba Patel. And today we are talking about Taylor Swift with my special guest, Emmeline White. Hello! Thank you for coming on Rewind today. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. I am very excited for today because we're talking about who I think is my favourite artist of all time, and that is Taylor Swift. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm in the presence of two like of the biggest Taylor Swift fans. Yeah, I think you are as well. I don't think I know anyone who likes Taylor Swift more than us. No, before I met Emmeline, actually I have one friend, but before I met Emmeline, I think, yeah, no, M, M set the bar. Yeah. Really did. Definitely. You're welcome. So I thought we could start off by talking about how we all discovered Taylor Swift and when we started listening to her, because she's had such a long career yeah. at this point. Like, it is mad to think about how long her career has been. She has been in the music business since she was, like, 14, 15. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And now she's 31, so she's been going a long time. So I thought we could all start off by talking about how we first started listening to Taylor Swift. And do you want to go first, Emmeline? You are the biggest fan here, I would say. I will give you that crown over me. <laughs> what an honour. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I first got into her when I was about... 14 or 15 and um it's because I really loved country music and obviously her first few albums were country before she moved to pop so yeah I just really enjoyed her when she was younger I think that her first few albums were really relatable for like kind of 14 15 16 year old girls so I think that's probably what drew me in the most but yeah it just kind of went on from there that's kind of like how i discovered her i definitely started listening to her in the country era i remember being about eight or nine and my sister had this cd that was like a pop princesses cd it was like a compilation album and it had all these different songs it. on it and 15 by taylor swift was on it Ooh. and so that's the first song i remember from her and so i kind of casually listened up through the eras like i remember the red era starting yeah. we were never getting back together yeah that coming out but i'd say i properly got obsessed with her music when 1989 came out i just loved that yeah that I album is that iconic the coolest thing when i was 15 i was like oh my god this is the best album ever yeah see so i'm like on the so cool. other end of the spectrum so like i'm a fan of hers but i don't think i've followed her journey like when i go back like i have a playlist on spotify just called taylor swift classics and that's where everyone always haunted like that kind of era at the beginning haunted. which i love but then i got into her two albums that she just released and I feel like now I've found two of my favourite eras and they're both at the other end, like they're both at opposite ends of the spectrum, which I think is quite something. Yeah. But yeah, like obviously M, you guys are like big fans. I have a friend in school who huge Taylor Swift fan as well. But yeah, I've never followed her journey, but I think it's quite interesting to see how she's like moved through the genres, I guess. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Think about it. Her career has been so long, as we said, but she's done so many different things within that that I think there could be five people in a room and they'll all have a different favorite taylor swift album yeah so as we've said about how everyone can have a favorite taylor swift album what are your guys's favorite taylor swift album because i feel like this is a really difficult Ooh. decision to make it is a very hard question okay oh. i i have an answer go, i think go for it go for Ooh, it that's quick yeah i it's kind of a more controversial answer because a lot of people a lot of proper hardcore swifties would disagree with this but my favorite album is reputation Ooh. is it yeah i think because like 
I love how it was made, like the kind of context um, behind it. And it's the only tour that I've been to. So for me, I've, I've got the, those memories of being there at the concert. And um, I just love the, like the different side to Taylor that we haven't really seen much before, yeah. maybe seen a little bit in Bad Blood in um, 1989, but that's kind of the only like aggressive yeah. song. Whereas Reputation is like a whole album of Bad Bloods and I love it. Yeah. I really didn't expect that from you. I really thought you'd be like either a debut or a fearless type of girl because of like your love of country music. I agree. Yeah. I think Reputation's not my favourite album, but I think it's her best album conceptually and like aesthetically. Like I think all of the like the black and white and the newspaper print and all of the um, the snakes and everything. I think that's mm -hmm. such a good. Oh, it just looked so good visually and on tour and everything. It was just really, yeah. really well done. Yeah. What would you say your favourite album is ABBA? See, this is the thing. I think I skipped through Reputation, like the whole generation of Reputation and Lover as well, slightly. But I think mine would be a toss up between Speak Now and Fearless. Um, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, so like those are the songs that I'll play. Like, like if I want to listen to Taylor, I'll I'll play those. Yeah. That, like that's her. And if I was to go to a concert, like if anyone was like Taylor Swift, pick a like ear off, she'll play whatever you want. I would ask for that Speak Now Fearless combination. I feel like she has evolved, but that is Taylor to me. Even though obviously she's come so far and she has like those different stages. Like yeah, I, I do yeah, get what you mean. When I think of her, I'm like, love story or like haunted mm -hmm. or, you know? Yeah, Those no, I agree with that. I really like her breakthrough albums, aren't they, really, when you think about it? Like, Fearless is, I think it is the most awarded country album of all time. That's is it really? Is. Yeah, which is a massive honour to have, really, isn't it? And Speak Now is so good. I've loved Speak Now. Speak Now, is that the album which she wrote entirely by herself? There's only one writer credit. Yeah. I think that's amazing. That is really good. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't know what my favourite album is. I think it probably is 1989, just because I loved that album so much. But I also really love Red. And more recently, oh my god, I've loved Evermore so much. Yes. When Evermore was announced, I thought, I really hope she doesn't almost, not ruin, but I hope she doesn't diminish the success of Folklore by releasing another surprise album and it not be as good as Folklore. Yeah. yeah. But I think I've listened to Evermore more than Folklore. I just really love it. Um, I just think it's so good. I don't know what... I think it was only like maybe a month or so ago that I just... I, I jumped on the train pretty late. Like when it first came out, everyone was like raving about it and I, I didn't actually listen to it. So maybe like a month ago, I like listened to both albums like in order. But I think... Let me try and remember what... Oh, Evermore. Um, Nobody, no crime. Oh, I love favorite, that. Like, love that that is my favorite song. I've had that on yep. repeat. It's That's just, exactly what I was gonna say. It's just something else. Like it's storytelling. Yes. The narrative. I think yeah. The way she's told a story through a song and made it like dark, but also yeah. Mm, oh, I just love it. One of my favorite songs of hers now. The narrative and Heim. Heim yeah. are on it. I love Heim so. The collabs. Much. Oh, the collabs are so good. Yeah. Yeah, she's got Agreed. really good collabs. Like, yeah. just in general, I don't think she's had a bad collab. No, Has never. She, I'm trying to think of what collab she's done. No, I don't think she ever has. No, it's been, yeah. And um, Exile as well. I was literally oh, about to say, yeah, Exile. She just, oh, she raised the bar. And mm -hmm. especially considering, like, the time gap between the two albums as well. It was like, 
oh yeah come get me you know look what i've done <laughs> and then really also her releasing her um she's rewriting all her old stuff as well like yeah. what can't she do she has been the most productive woman during this pandemic she's made me feel so lazy <laughs> oh my god yes definitely oh, that's actually quite true mm. oh. but i think those folklore and evermore i love the fact that they're sister albums so that yeah. they're related yeah. in some way but i also just think they are such a level up i think from what taylor's done previously like in terms of lyricism so i think Definitely. when reputation came out and when lover came out i liked them and i listened to them but i did think they were a bit they weren't what i wanted in terms of lyrics yeah like yeah what was the lead single from lover me when me came out i was like oh taylor what have you done <laughs> yeah no. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I agree. Going a bit, that like, it felt a bit Nickelodeon Disney Channel to yeah. me, that lead single. Yeah. But, oh my god, Folklore and Evermore is exactly what I wanted from her lyricism. Like, I can't remember what song it's in, but when she says, I was so ahead of the curve that I became a sphere. Oh my yes. god. Lyricism. She's clever. incredible. <laughs> I love it. I love it in um, Exile as well, how they have different melodies over each other and they mm -hmm. never actually meet, meet yeah. apart from like one line that's, that's so cool. cool that kind of happens again in the song evermore doesn't it with bon Iver. i love that one that's yeah. so good that's one that i've kind of i have underrated because it's just so good and that has a similar thing where they both just sing completely different melodies and parts and they never yeah. cross over either it's so I, cool it's just something else, these last two albums. They are really... They're just clever. Yeah, like, exactly. I think, yeah. And I think she's kind of done herself a real favour in the sense that she's made two brilliant albums and now she can kind of focus on the re-recordings of her old stuff and not really have to worry about following these albums up for a while. I think she kind well, of... Well, you say that. There's rumours that there's going to be a third. No way. That it's going to be a trilogy. Oh my god, if she does that, so... pretty crap. <laughs> I would like if it was a trilogy. I think that would feel really complete in a way. One for I each lockdown. Quite literally. I don't know how she'd top either of those, but then I thought I didn't think she'd be able to top folklore, so she can do it. <laughs> She's got it in her. <laughs> yeah, I saw that people on like Twitter and Instagram think that She's releasing a load of merch in three different colours and people think yeah. the third colour is the third Maybe album. that's a hint. I honestly wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I feel like she's done crazier things or more subtle things than that. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, she loves giving little clues all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I almost wonder, I wonder if you can relate to this, Emily, because her previous albums have been so... Like, the lead-up to them have been so dragged out and so slow. Like, when 1989 came out, there were hints for ages, and it was really, like, slow letting people know about it. And reputation was sudden in the sense that it was, boom, snake gifts and videos on Instagram, but then it was a three-month mm. wait until the album came out. And I wonder... I do love the surprise of the just sudden midnight releases of albums, but I wonder if there's kind of a loss of the magic of going, oh, my God... I can't wait until that album comes out. I wonder what the lead single is going to be called. Whereas with Folklore and Evermore, it's been, boom, this comes out at midnight, lead single's Cardigan. Boom, this comes out at midnight, lead single's Willow. <laughs> so I wonder if there's kind of a fun element missing of being like, ooh, I wonder what this means. And I wonder if you decode that. What does that mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. I think 
it, it has lost a bit of the excitement. But at the same time, I do think, I think she's just kind of making more of a statement in a way because she's yeah. just saying, I've been working hard. Here it is. Enjoy. Enjoy through this pandemic. Like, I think she's trying to just, you know, maybe give everyone something to get them through as well as the fact that she's just maybe these albums are, are a bit more serious to her and she doesn't want to kind of have all these this kind of build up and these clues and things maybe she just wants to just put it on the table straight away and just say this is it enjoy yeah, <laughs> I don't know definitely I think she said in the release for folklore and probably evermore as well that she just wants to get them out that you, yeah. know, you don't really have what's the point in waiting and definitely when you have an album like folklore that you're just sitting on what's the point of waiting to release that yeah and she think, just gave the people what they wanted what they yeah. needed i think yeah my only issue with it is that i don't think i can take the shock of another surprise <laughs> album i really don't think i can because no. she's done it now with yeah. folklore she's done it with evermore she's done it with the fearless re-recordings i do oh, not think honestly. i can take if we woke up tomorrow and she said, boom, 1989, re-recording, coming Tuesday, I don't know what I would do. I think I would drop to the floor. I just don't think I can take it again. <laughs> yeah. My no, I agree. At this point. <laughs> it's very stressful, keeping up with it all. Yeah. I'm trying to learn all the songs, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's now another album. <laughs> can you imagine, right? She, okay, she's re-recording everything. Then if she does bring out this third album, how long of a hiatus will she have? Will it be like four years before she gives us something else or, yeah. you know, that's I the think, other thing. It's very true. I think it will be. And I think she'll spend a long time touring. I wouldn't be surprised if she did like a separate tour for each kind yeah, of thing. Like, I don't know. I'd actually have that's to try wondering. and get tickets for that. Oh, definitely. There's, oh, 100%. There a load of jokes on TikTok and Instagram about how it would be called folk love evermore folk love more or something like that yeah three like she hasn't toured lover yet because of the pandemic i know so that's a yeah. whole album that's basically just been pushed to the pushed side, side. So she was yeah. going to do lover fest and she was going to do bst in london and it's just yes all of the stuff she didn't get to do because of the pandemic and now she has two more albums to tour as well and i really wonder how that will work i think what she should do when all of the re-recordings are out is I think she should do an anthology tour. Yeah, each night I think the same. Album. Yeah, I would love that. But then can you imagine the stress of trying to get one specific <laughs> night, <laughs> trying to get the Speak Now night? Oh my God. That's giving me anxiety just night. thinking. Yeah, just thinking about it. <laughs> it would be a mad Which one would you go to? Which would you guys choose? I think hmm. I would choose either Red or 1989. Yeah. That's a good show. Yeah. What would you choose, you two? Yeah, um. Oh, I really don't know. Um, maybe one of one of her older ones, like Fearless yeah. or Speak Now, yeah. just because like mm-hmm. I've seen Reputation. That was that was a huge thing, and I think 1989 is going to be like a similar sort of energy because it's kind of also a pop album, and then maybe Lovers the same. So something more country or even her latest two something that's going to be more calm i yeah. think would be cool to see yeah. you read my mind i would either go extreme beginning or extreme recent yeah and i would like i yeah. would skip red 1989 reputation love i would skip that whole middle section just because you yeah. get something that's original and something that's like completely new and relevant and i think it would be amazing as well and imagine if she especially with the new ones imagine who she could bring out on stage oh my god yeah 
Oh my goodness. Oh, she'd have to bring out everyone she it collaborated would... with. And I wouldn't put it past her though. Like I wouldn't. No, she would do it. Like with the whole <laughs> so... like when she had her whole like girl gang comes out on stage during her. Yeah. Do you know? I wouldn't I really wouldn't put it past her. No, I definitely you never know who she's gonna bring out, really. And she'll have to bring out all the people she collaborated with. She'll have to bring out um Bon Iver and mm-hmm. the guy from The National and who else she collaborated on that album? Heim. I wonder if she'd bring out her boyfriend because he co-wrote some of the songs. That's yeah. true. That, that would, be, would like, be so cute. Can you imagine the reaction to that? Oh my god. That I think mad. he played the piano for Exile. Really? I think he made I that, that riff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so if he played piano... And then Bon Iver's there, oh singing the duet with Taylor on stage. The crowd would just oh, die. Wow. Oh, just thinking about it, I'm excited and it's not even been Yeah, I'm not even the biggest fan and I know, I'm just picturing how amazing it would be in like a sold out arena. Like Wembley oh, well, or like, you know. Oh. Well, that's the thing, because she's so of such a high status now, I think she can really only play stadiums now. Oh, 100%. So many people that want to see her. That she like she reputation was in Wembley Stadium. I don't see anywhere else she can play now no. other than stadiums, which yeah. I think is like a good and bad thing because I think Folklore and Evermore are such intimate albums that I think that intimacy could get lost in a stadium setting. Yeah, but, but then, yeah, she'd make so much money would, if she sold out Wembley. She though. would. <laughs> she would get. She would make so much money <laughs> if you just think about also, that. I don't think she, she needs it. Really, no, I know. I don't think she needs but it. But I feel like she would. She would give the fans what they want. Like, yeah, she wouldn't definitely. restrict. She wouldn't restrict it, and also imagine like she does a smaller um, venue, and people might people might buy tickets that well they're not fans of hers, and then they'll sell them for like thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds. And I I wouldn't be shocked if people bought them as well. I actually wouldn't be surprised if for folklore and evermore. If she did some tour that was strictly stadiums and big arenas, I wouldn't be surprised if she did like little secret shows in really small venues. That seems like yeah. something she'd do. Like I wouldn't be surprised if she randomly went to well, I mean this isn't a small place, but in comparison to where she's been playing, I wouldn't be surprised if she's like a small pop up show at like Brixton Academy or somewhere small smaller yeah. than a stadium like that. Which I do think is insane, like smaller venues like Brixton and places like that are massive for artists to sell out but someone like Taylor Swift could sell that out so quickly that it's like a small venue for her yeah literally that would be really cool though I wouldn't be surprised if she has shows at her house because you know she does that thing where she secretly like she picks fans um, and then invites them over yeah that would oh can you imagine if you get picked like yo hey she has a house in London (gasps) just saying in uh, Highgate Oh no, it can't even like oh like <laughs> I'm ready. imagine you're in a small room of like twenty people, like half of you sitting on the floor, it's really cozy. Oh. And she's just sitting there with her guitar. Oh no. Oh my god. Amazing. She'd wow. be the best host. Oh hundred percent. Oh. Oh, that would be insane. And her cats would probably be there. I was I gonna say that we'd talk about the cats, but we'd see the cats. <laughs> oh my god, I would actually just cry. Oh my god, so that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh. That would be absolutely insane. Just thinking about it. Oh my god. I know, so I'm great. just like envisioning things. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting really excited about things that haven't and yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Emmeline, you mentioned Reputation as um, your favourite album. And also, we were both at the Reputation tour on the same night before we knew each other. And I just we think that's were. so incredibly cool. I do love that. Yeah. We met like months after that as well. Like, yeah. 
that was in oh, when was it July I think or June and June then we met July. yeah and then we met in September of that same year <laughs> so yeah. cool I remember it was the first day we met and we were talking just about music obviously and I said oh yeah well I saw Taylor Swift and no you said that you saw Taylor Swift I was like oh my god so did I and I was just so <laughs> insane which night were you at oh same <laughs> I remember going home and my mum was like did you meet any people I was like yeah I met someone who was at Taylor Swift the same night I was <laughs> it was really funny I thought you meant that your mum said that when you got back from the Taylor no. Swift <laughs> tour like did you make any friends at did the tour friends? she was there she was with me our whole family went it was like a family oh that's thing. amazing Oh, I love really that. Cool. There's a picture of me that um, my dad took. <laughs> it's just me and ready for it. Like the first song had just started, and Taylor Swift was rising out of the stage Aww. in a really cool way in like the black hood that was in the music video. Yeah, I just started crying. <laughs> I was just like fully in tears as soon as it started. Oh, holy like the crap. bass went the boom, boom, and I was boom, just tears. And yeah, it's a picture that my dad took of me, and I'm like smiling through tears, and it's just hilarious. It's so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> the thing is, those those are the memories you want, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, see, that's you as Taylor Swift. Like, that would be me with One Direction. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Like, One of I, my biggest regrets in life is not being a One Direction fan at the time. Mistake. At the time, I, you missed I had out. A real complex of being a One Direction fan. I was like, I won't be a One Direction fan, and like. You missed course, out. I think everyone yeah. did secretly love them, but oh my god, mm. I wish I was a One Direction fan at the time. I loved them. I saw the Take Me Home tour. I think I saw the same. I either saw the same one or no, I would have seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, were you there got... on the same night? <laughs> oh my god, where did you see them? Wembley. Oh, I saw them at the O2. I... Oh, maybe it was a different tour then. I do wish I saw One Direction. Oh god, well, maybe they'll maybe they'll do a reunion that, tour. That would be that would be worse than Taylor Swift. For getting tickets oh my oh, god that would be it would insane though i mean i actually have seen three of one direction individually whoa i saw niall at taylor swift tour yeah oh, yeah oh they did the duet that was really great i would have that was, that was amazing who else did i see i saw louis Tomlinson at the x factor at his first oh, yeah. ever solo performance which was like that was a real difficult situation because it was very emotional because mm. he's like I just died and it was oh, very yeah. very emotional yeah. but there was this confetti cannon that went off right at like at the end of the song when he was I think crying mm-hmm. and like Simon Cowell was crying it was a big thing and this confetti cannon went off and everyone screamed oh no and it just ruined the atmosphere oh that's like, not no. Real, no. oh my god yeah I've got um I bought a ticket to see Harry Styles so I was supposed to see him last year and I was supposed to see him a couple of weeks ago <laughs> And, like, and the thing is right so I was in a mad rush to get tickets I was like I'm going to get tickets no matter what and they, it came up on my screen saying one ticket available I was like I'm buying it I don't give a crap so I've got one ticket I'll be go- if it happens I'll be going alone but I don't really care that would be that would be fun I was like that let me meet really someone fun. new yeah who, who knows yeah. who I'll be sitting next to you never know I think he would be amazing live have you seen the um videos of Harry Styles and Taylor Swift at the Grammys yes I was so like oh yeah shocked at that but I found this that the really thing, right? cool the media loves to twist things right I went on I think it was the day after I went on Snapchat and you know you have like this like the news things underneath obviously it was like the Daily Mail who were like the worst mm, um, Daily Fail it was like ex-lovers reunite I was like they're just having a conversation <laughs> they were just oh yeah <laughs> they were just talking you know Taylor's got a boyfriend Harry's got rumoured 
romance, whatever. I was like, leave them to alone, okay? They were literally talking for like 30 seconds, I I swear. And that was it. (laughs) End of the world. It was probably just a congratulations, nice one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, because they both won Grammys, didn't they? Yeah. They did both win. I was surprised. I really didn't... I think Harry Styles deserved to win, but I didn't think he would win. No, me Yeah, I thought the same. I thought there'd be a load of outcry on social media for him not winning, but I am so glad that Taylor Swift won Album of the Year. And I was determined to not find out spoilers because every year, because of the time difference, I always spoil the Grammys for myself. And I was like, I'm not going to do it this year. not going to do it. Woke up the day after the Grammys and the first notification on my phone was Twitter, Taylor Swift wins Album of the Year with Folklore at the Grammys. (laughs) It's like, oh... Well, at least she won. Yeah, at least she won. But that also means she is the only artist to have won Album of the Year three times. Really? Really? She's the only person to ever won it, or at least the only woman to have only won Album of the Year three times, and she's won it for three different genres as well. That says a lot, though, doesn't it? I love that. It It really shows like her range because she won it for Fearless, so country, yeah, and she won it for 1989, so pop. And then she wanted for folklore, which is like indie. That's so cool. That is just insane. Her performance was really good as well. Oh, it was so good. I just, I loved it. It was exactly what I thought folklore would look like, which I just Mm -hmm. thought was incredible. Apparently the house on the stage at the Grammys was the house from the Lover music video. I know, I've seen that. Really? That's like a really cool cool theory. Yeah. I saw also, what what album cover is it where she's wearing, um, was it an album cover or was it a video where... Oh no, you all over me. You know that shirt she's wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh my god, she's wearing Romeo's shirt from Love Story. And I was like, I had to go back and look. But I was like, okay, maybe she is, maybe she's not. I mean, if she was, then that's a real statement. That is a real statement, isn't it? That's exactly the kind of thing she'd do. That is the type of thing she'd do. But it is really interesting with the whole re recordings situation. Because on one hand, I do think it's kind of disgusting that she has to re-record everything because of the whole... Was it her old record label boss sold her masters to Scooter Braun without her knowing? And this is a side note. Her old record label manager used to follow me on Instagram. Really? He (laughs) requested to follow me on Instagram and I went, you've got a really pixelated photo. You look like a middle-aged man. I'm going to deny that follow request <laughs> and now i'm glad i did because he's yeah present. oh no <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's scooter as well because he the only reason i knew who he was is because he managed justin bieber yeah yeah and i knew he always had like some sort of drama yeah um, i think he was involved in the kesha situation yeah, somehow really i didn't know that i'm pretty sure he was in his name came up somewhere in that which wouldn't surprise me at all yeah i wouldn't be surprised he seems like a sketchy man yeah so he got sold he bought the masters for 400 million dollars i think he bought the the label didn't he did did you buy the label i feel like he just contact with the masters didn't he at some point (laughs) and then i think they got sold again without her knowing yeah they did right but i feel like they got sold twice without her knowing without giving her the option but I think it was some so, random, yeah. like it was to some random person as well. They, I don't think they were involved in the music industry. I may be wrong. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was like some random company or something like that. It was, had something to do with Shamrocks or Lucky or something like that. I can't remember what it was right. called. But we don't need to know their name because they are dirty people. <laughs> I think it must be really cool for her, like having hopefully gotten over the stress and 
you know, sadness of having to re-record them. That must be really cool to go back to music you wrote when you were 16 as a woman in your 30s and re-record that. I think that must yeah. be really cool. It must be. And she's using all of the unreleased songs as well. There's yeah. like 13 extra songs on Fearless alone. Um, apparently for Red, they're going to record like a 11 minute version of All Too Well. <gasps> like oh with all God. the verses that didn't make oh the final God. cut. So that oh just thinking about it like taylor swift <laughs> equal power like on all levels oh, yeah like literally for women for like anyone who's any musician who's gone through that whole struggle of being cheated on i guess yeah within the industry it's like okay you've done that to me now look what i'm gonna do back to you and i'm gonna make it 10 times better yeah exactly because no one's gonna listen to the to the version that is owned by whoever owns it yeah. now yeah, when exactly. there's this amazing shiny new one yeah you have like oh and it's what is it, is it next week it's coming out <gasps> oh my god it's it is actually oh i'm so excited so oh my ne- god yeah it's next week which is oh, i forgot it was april yeah i know precisely <laughs> um, still feels like january and in that case then oh. i've got a good question from that what song from Fearless, the re-recording, are you most excited to listen to? Oh my god. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting gonna... it up now. Yeah, I'm having yeah, a let's look. Let's get the track list up and have a let's look. Let's have a look. Because obviously Love Story is already, yeah, already, already out. out. Also, I think You All Over Me, what a lovely song. I oh. loved that so much. I also think you can tell that Aaron Desno produced it, because you can really hear at the beginning, that's like a sound they would have used on Folklore. I really think you can hear it. From Fearless. Okay, there's like, like I can't wait to hear like these songs, like You Belong With Me, Forever and yeah. Always, Fearless. Oh, it's just... I yeah, just... like the singles are exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms I think... Of deep cuts. Yeah, maybe You're Not Sorry yeah, is a really good a really one. Yeah, great one. Or Tell Me Why. Oh, actually, yeah, Tell Me Why, because I reckon yeah. she'll really like bring out her angry side in that, because she's yeah. obviously developed that more since the original recording i'm excited for 15 because that's the first one i heard but then i'm also excited yeah. for like you said the singles like you belong with me breathe i think will be really yeah nice yeah 100% but then i think forever and always i love that song. i love that song i'm also just so excited for all the ones that we've never heard before yeah exactly it's yeah. just gonna be like an explosion i'm just picturing social media and the news on that day <laughs> it's gonna, oh, be, it's gonna manic, be manic but in a good way like yeah yeah definitely i don't think like if someone says something rude or something about why, like why she released all this stuff, I'm like, okay, you can take a step back and just <laughs> go sit away. down, sir. Go away. <laughs> You're irrelevant. Okay, look what she's done. Get some help. I wonder though, it on Speak Now, I think a lot of people are speculating whether or not she'll re-record Better Than Revenge because obviously now yeah. you listen to it and you're like, that is a bit misogynistic, Taylor. It but, is, yeah. Oh my god. Me and my sister joke all the time that we are feminists for 23 hours and 57 minutes of the day. And the other three minutes <laughs> that we're not feminists is the three minutes we listen to Better Than Revenge. Literally. It's, okay, I like that. It's such a good song. <laughs> it's so obviously internalised misogyny, but yeah. it's, an, it's so good. I love that song. I, I think mm. she'll re, redo the lyrics so that it's kind of on the reputation level of yeah, like going against people just tweak yeah. it a bit I yeah so if she rewrote it about like scooter Braun or someone like that. yes because this people, kind of is her revenge yeah people yeah. will pick up on that as well yeah definitely i love that song it's so great speak now is just a great album for like i don't think there is a bad song on speak now no 
I was just looking at the no it's fine we don't have long to wait now no since she announced it as well I was like a week I think the next album after Fearless is going to be 1989 Mm. yeah I think so too I quite like 1989 actually yeah I'm excited for that I'm really excited to see all the new cover art because I think with the new Fearless cover art, I just think is so nice. It is. Yeah. It's dreamy. It's like... It is. It kind of does feel like, obviously, it's she's much older than she was in the original photo. Yeah. It obviously takes place a lot later, but it does feel like a moment captured in time, really. Because yeah. of the way she's jumping. Yeah. I just really, really like it. And the way it's kind of like sepia, sepia, that brownie kind of golden. Yeah, yeah, the I film, really, yeah. really like it. And so I'm really excited to see what she does for the other albums. Because I think Speak Now, she has to wear purple or have the image be purple. Yes, and swing definitely. Yeah, 100%. Oh. Red has to be red. I wonder what she's going to do for 1989, though. I was I just thinking she's that. she's going to do the same Polaroid thing or not. Because that kind of was a cultural reset as soon yeah, as Taylor Swift whole... had the Polaroids mm-hmm. everyone wanted a Polaroid cameras. yes you know what I was just thinking we're talking about cover art what are you thinking about music videos Ooh. oh I thought about this the other day I hope she might redo some I really want a new some, just something of a classic yeah imagine if she did redid the music video for Love Story oh yeah I was just or thinking you that you belong with me it, that would yeah. be insane. Like, oh, she would make common. it modern, yeah. Like, she'd have yeah. to make it modern and her new style, but keep with the whole Romeo and Juliet, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What it is. That would be incredible. That would oh, be so cute. I'd like to see her redo Blank Space. Just because I do think that was a great video. Yes. Like, when that came out, everyone was, like, mad about watching yeah. it. I think 1989 videos are my favourites. Yeah, they're really great. Like, Wildest Dreams. Oh, I love Wildest oh, Dreams. Love so that. good. And the song itself is just... That's what I mean. 1989 is just a perfect pop album. There is nothing wrong with that album. I don't think there is a bad song in that album. There's really not. No. 1989 could be her magnum opus in a way because it was so different when it came out Mm. and it was such a shock to see her go from country to pop music. Yeah, a lot of people call call that like her second breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's a good description, actually. I definitely say the same thing. I think I might. I might have to do like a Taylor Swift rewind. Like, I never. I don't think I ever listened to Lover. I I love Lover. Lover. I might have to do that. I think Um, there's some really great songs on the album. I don't think she chose the best ones to be singles. Agreed. Like Cruel Summer should be a single. That is an incredible song. It's not. Yeah, I think he knows is like one of my favorite songs she's ever done. It's got like that funky. And do that after after this, and we have to have like a Taylor Swift session. Yeah. You know what I really want to do is um, you see all the time on TikTok people do like themed parties, and so they'll dress up as different people. Imagine, I think imagine we should do a themed party where we all dress up as different eras yes. of Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh my That'd god. Be incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to do for my birthday last year, yeah. but then obviously we pandemic can, happened. We but... can totally do that. <laughs> we definitely. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh, which era are we going to choose to yeah, be? Yeah, let's have a look. I'm having a look at like the mm. aesthetics of each. I'm like, what if I got in my be... wardrobe that would fit? That's what I'm thinking. I've got little snake earrings from when I went to the Reputation tour. Ooh. So I could do Cute. that. But I think Emmeline could do 1989 because I think she's got the hair. I, that's what I'm thinking. Or Lover. Because they're quite, yeah. she has kind of similar hair. Oh, I don't know what, what I'd do. I don't even know what I could. I could do Red where she wears like 
the hats all the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, like, the white shirts and the black shorts and the red lips. Or you could let your hair go curly. Yeah. Because it's naturally curly anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I should do, I could do that, yeah. And do um one of her earlier ones. Yeah, one of the earlier ones. Or even reputation. She went natural for a lot in reputation. Yeah. I think yeah, reputation she did. would be fun. Yeah. It would be quite like ooh, edgy. Yeah. You can be dark but Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Definitely. if anyone was to do like 2010, 20, uh, 2008, I feel like I have one dress that could be like, because it, it's like whites and like pure, yeah, like pale, you know? Yeah. Little pale pastel colour dresses exactly. and stuff. Exactly. Oh, that would just be fun. I've seen um, people do that for loads of artists as well. Like, yeah, I've seen have people you seen do them? it for Harry Styles. Yes. Which I think, that's an amazing Love one. Love that. I have like, have you seen, I've got like a Halloween costume ready. Oh, do you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I think a lot of people have like decided on it as well. It's um his Grammy's outfit. <gasps> leather oh leather trousers, leather jacket. I've got a leather blazer. Boa Boa. This is amazing. That's Let's roll on Halloween. Oh my god, yeah. On Halloween we're just all gonna be different versions of Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. Or actually yes. I have I think I've still got the trousers. You know his um fine line, pink and white. Ooh, yeah. That would be so cool. So I also think with folklore and evermore and the re-recordings we've had such a so much taylor swift like content in recent years and after 1989 came out and then the whole kanye west stuff happened there was like a taylor swift drought for ages and then she just as soon as lover came out was just back on the scene and then the miss americana documentary came out and i feel like we really did get to learn a lot more about taylor swift than i think we did before yeah. Which was really interesting. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. Yeah, like, I didn't realise how how bad, like, her mental health was during the 1989 era. Yeah. Because I think we all kind of noticed that she was very, very skinny and she'd lost a lot of weight. But no one really thought that much about it. And then all of a sudden she's saying, you know, that she had an eating disorder and she was going on stage, like literally shaking every night mm. because she just wasn't eating anything then she was talking about how i don't know if she mentioned this in the documentary actually so i'm just going on a tangent now but <laughs> as soon as um the, like reputation came out she was then being called fat in the media yeah. and it was just mental like really really crazy because like obviously she's not anyway but no. like regardless to call someone fat who's literally just recovered from an eating disorder like she must have just been traumatized yeah definitely well it really just goes to show that you never know what's going on in someone's life yeah because on the surface she did seem like she had an amazing life and she obviously does have a very privileged life but that doesn't dismiss the fact that she was struggling in that way and I think she said in the documentary, didn't she, like how you said that she was going on stage thinking it was normal to feel like you were going to pass out halfway through. Yeah. And I think when Reputation came out, I didn't really notice that she'd gained weight. Like, I really didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed. I watched the documentary and it went, it showed clips of the 1989 tour that I went, oh my God, she was yeah. so skinny then. Yeah. Like, but unhealthily so. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it takes... It takes someone like her to point out that someone may look okay, but is completely not okay. Yeah, yeah and I definitely. think definitely, I think it, it recently more and more people are coming out and showing that, and I think it is something to be obviously. It's not a light conversation, is it? It's not a light topic. But then seeing her come forward from that, yeah, yeah. I think that's another reason I love Reputation so much because it's like her reclaiming herself Precisely. and her mental health, and yeah. she's just yeah, yeah, kind of. She was very unapologetic in that album. Yeah. And I feel should, yeah, like exactly. previously, 
she might have been a bit like I think she said in interviews and stuff there was a clip in Miss Americana where she was talking about voting and elections and it was from like the red era and she was like well I should tell people to vote but it's not my responsibility to tell people who to vote for like she was very 100% yeah. she, said it, she of, said it in the right way yeah I think at the time she used to be very oh I'll do what you want me to do kind of I am just yeah I will do what you want and now I think she's very like no I will stand up and I will s- speak out about things that I think are wrong and there exactly. was a whole thing in that documentary about some senator from Nashville who was really yeah. homophobic and like transphobic and just misogynistic and the racist yep. and the list goes on of all the terrible things that this woman yep. was known for. And she really made it like part of her album campaign for Lover in that era of speaking out and helping fight injustice in that way. Which I think was a really nice change from Taylor Swift because like, I do think she didn't really speak out enough in the past. I think in the past she was a bit complacent with things. I yeah, I agree. Really great to see yeah. her being so open about things. Because if someone in her position is so open, then people will follow in that same direction. Precisely. Definitely. Yeah. But that's, that's the whole thing. She came from like all the Kanye drama, her master's issues, her eating disorder, and now we've got a queen, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift yeah. is the music industry. And I'm not, like, I'm not even a huge, huge fan of her, but I can say for a fact that her recovery and where she is now is a huge statement oh yeah definitely i think she's very an inspiring person and as someone who is a fan and has been a fan for a long time i think now public reception and perception of taylor swift has changed a lot i remember being in school after the kanye west drama happens and everyone cancelled her and said she was a liar i had um like one of those little rubber bracelets that said taylor swift 1989 because i got it free with some merch that i bought or whatever (laughs) and i just used to like wear it because i liked it and I remember someone coming up to me and going, oh, so I see you still support her. And it was the day after oh, things no. had happened. Oh. And I was like, well, yeah, I really like Taylor Swift. And I was like embarrassed to like Taylor Swift. But yeah, I, I was exactly her. the same. Yeah, there were so many people who'd be like, oh, you listen to Taylor Swift. I remember starting university and being like, I don't want to tell people that I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, I literally um, felt the same. Yeah, but I thought I was going to be so judged. Yeah, oh. I was like, I'm going to be so judged. Then within two hours of being at uni it's like oh me and emily went to the same yeah. but that, but that's so the that thing. Gone. and you can't forget that we studied music yeah like, exactly the the different range of genres and stuff that all of us listen to is quite something yeah it's uh, really good which is why i think going into uni i was a bit worried about saying i love taylor swift because i didn't want people to be like oh you listen to taylor swift because i think there is a bit of like kind of an expectation to listen to people that to artists that no one's ever heard of you know oh yes literally listen to bands who only have 250 followers on instagram you know because indie because alternative (laughs) yeah the lesser known a band is it's kind of like ooh, okay literally listen to you know indie music you listen to someone no one's ever heard of and that makes you cool and i was there like i listen to taylor's whip yeah (laughs) no i was i felt exactly the same Oh, but I feel like in the three years, I've my music taste has developed considering the people I'm around. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. If someone was so. like playing a track, I'd be like, "Oh, who is that?" And they'd be like, "Oh, it's this person." I'll go have a look. I'm like, "Oh, they're not that well known, but their music is really good." Yeah. yeah well, even um, like that's what we spoke about on our last episode. How we both kind of started listening to Sam Fender at the same time. Yeah. And that kind of, I would definitely count that as musical development since being at university yeah definitely and being around different people yeah definitely I think also just having like a respect for other people's tastes and not being like oh like I hate Harry Styles for instance I don't I feel horrible saying that but (laughs) like just as an (laughs) 
<laughs> just as an example, being like, oh, I hate Harry Styles. It's more a case of I personally dislike his music, but I appreciate why other people exactly. do. Exactly. Exactly yeah. that. We're going to have to do a whole other episode on Harry Styles now because oh, I'm done. literally he's like taken over so, so much. much. Oh. He really has. <laughs> we can li- I think he's like We'll have to do that. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, we've got we've got one week until we get all the reworkings yeah. of her music and potentially yeah, a third album and potentially a tour. So how exciting. We got to wait 2021. Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, but you know. We haven't got long. Yep. The Taylor Swift rain has resumed, I think. I think there was a brief while where she lost her crown a bit because of all the drama that happened, but she has definitely well and truly become the queen of music again. We 100%. I think we'll round it off there. And thank you, Emily, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I feel very honoured to be your first guest. It's been fun. We'll probably drag you back in again. Yeah, we'll (laughs) we'll definitely drag you back in at some point. Oh, yes, please. (laughs) Okay, well, catch us next time. And we'll probably be talking about another well-known or lesser-known artist. But yeah, hope you enjoyed and we'll see you later.